Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. So, okay, uh, last hour we talked about Israel because we were led to believe by the New York Times that Joe Biden's in some trouble because of his position on Israel. And all the, the, the Utes, they... Uh, uh, they don't like that very much. They don't like Israel very much. Uh, and so while they may not even have voted uh, four years ago in 2020 to help Biden initially, but they're totally now going to go and vote against Joe Biden. And even people who voted for Joe Biden uh, three or four years ago in 2020, they may actually turn around and vote for Donald Trump this time because Donald Trump is so anti-Israel, of course. Um, I kind of feel like I was getting gaslit on that. Um I'm not so sure it's his position on Israel. I have another uh, I, have, I have another idea. Immigration. Could it be immigration? Illegal immigration specifically. By the way, um, have you seen this what they're doing what the media is doing and the uh, and Joe Biden's campaign is doing with these these quotes about like Donald Trump says some stuff they then splice up his his comments and then they're like he he took some quotes from Mein Kampf and then you read it's like they're not quotes from Mein Kampf he said something he used a word that when you chop out all of the other words around it doesn't even have the same context you chopped out the word illegal when he was talking about immigrants you know stuff like that um yeah that's the that's the unifier uh yeah, the healer-in-chief, Joe Biden. Um, in just 48 hours, authorities have encountered almost as many immigrants illegally attempting to enter the United States from Mexico as in entire months during Obama's administration and Trump's administration. Once again... 48 hours, so over the course of two days, authorities have encountered as many immigrants as you would normally see in an entire month under the two previous administrations. U.S. Customs and Border Protection data revealed that federal law enforcement encouraged, uh, sorry, encountered, well, they did kind of encourage, but they encountered 26,751 immigrants Monday and Tuesday of this week. That is an unprecedented surge. Almost 27,000 people in two days. That's a, th- what, that's, what, a thousand or 500 people an hour? F- every hour, 500 people an hour for two straight days, right? Um, these are only the subjects that were, what is this? Washington Examiner has a quote from a Customs and Border Patrol employee who provided the data who wanted to remain anonymous, and they say, these are only the subjects that were imputed into the system. Imputed? Impute? I don't even know if that's a word. Is that a word? I-M-P-U-T-E-D? Imputed? 
I'm pooted? Uh, maybe it's, oh wait, maybe it is, um, maybe it's mis, maybe it's a, a misspelling. It's supposed to be inputted. That it was inputted into the system. That doesn't sound right either. Anyway, these are just the people that they came in contact with. The numbers should be larger uh, due to the CBP only being able to transport and input. Oh, there you go. So input so many people a day. There's no telling how many people are still waiting at the river. And that's waiting, not wading. Waiting at the river. Uh, they do, I think, have to then wade across the river, but they, they're just waiting right now. Um, the border crisis uh, that began shortly after Joe Biden took office in January of 2021 has resulted in an average of nearly 200,000 encounters per month. That's an average of almost 7,000 encounters per day. CBP officials said in a statement that large amounts of immigrants were being transported through Mexico to the U.S. southern border for the purpose of overwhelming border patrol and guaranteeing immigrants are being released into the U.S. due to the government's inability to detain everyone. I've told this story before. This is called gate crashing. And anybody who's ever been to a Grateful Dead show in the 90s knows what this looks like. You overwhelm, you get everybody building up at the gate, everybody just jumps over. If you're at like a, you know, think about like jumping onto the field after a football game or something, right? And if you just, if you could get a couple hundred people, there's only like two security guards there on the field, and everybody then just jumps over, and, you know, a security guard will be able to grab one. That's it. They can maybe two. They ain't going to get a hundred. They ain't going to get two hundred, right? There was a lawyer for one of uh, these asylum seekers uh, as because they used the app. You know, they made this app, and then you just, like, punch in your info, and you're like, look at me, I'm an asylum seeker, and then you check in, and then they give you the gift card, uh, they give you a bus ticket, and they take you someplace, and then you can start your life in America. And uh, one of the lawyers on uh, for, uh, for an asylee posted on Twitter yesterday that... His client has an appearance set, uh, you know, the legal proceeding, the next appearance is set for 2031. Nine years from now, eight years from now? What? That's the earliest. And it's getting worse. They keep putting, they're just overwhelming the system. Because the government's position is, Right now, because like under Trump, it was you have to remain in Mexico. You don't get to come in here. And Trump or uh, Biden got rid of that. And that means everybody gets to come in. And while they wait to hear their asylum claims uh, get adjudicated, then they, they, they get to hang out here. That's, a, that's essentially an open border. And you're giving people uh, appearance dates of 2031? If you extrapolate out what we're seeing on a daily basis. Um, first off, there is no reason to believe that what we're seeing right now at 12, it's like roughly 12,600 a day. Um, there's, there's no reason to believe that that number is not going to go higher, right? It's, it's likely going to be higher than that because the trajectory has not slowed, so, at least since the pandemic. 
And what that means is that 5 million illegal immigrants will enter the country by the time the next president is inaugurated in January of 2025. 5 million. 5 million in a little more than a year. That is like adding the state of Alabama population. That is, uh, that's like saying we are going to uh, add half of North Carolina. Or it's an entire state of North Carolina over the course of two years. We have like 10 million people. So that's what we're adding um, to the country. By the way, do you think this has any impact on housing prices? When you're, when you're importing 5 million people a year? Of course it does. Biden keeps talking about Republican obstructionism on funding border security, but what he means is that he wants more funding to process the illegal immigrants as he lets them into the country and gives them a bunch of free stuff. David Strom at HotAir.com, he says it's not security that he wants to fund. He wants to regularize the process of moving people around the world into this country. That's what he's actually interested in doing. And the mainstream media is pounding hard on this issue, supporting Biden's policies and attacking anybody who disagrees with him. You know, oh, they're literally Hitler. It's insane. It is insane by any normal standard. And while Biden himself may be suffering from dementia, this is a strategy of his administration. The people around him obviously want this to continue. All right, do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay, so what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com, veteran-owned Carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out uh so we went over israel went over we're going over immigration like what could it be why is why why are people turning on joe biden why isn't he so popular could it be could it be his position on israel is it his position uh, on uh, lack of border enforcement um oh there was one other thing here uh this is from uh yeah david strom's piece at hotair.com talking about the uh, rate of uh, illegal entry. And we're somewhere around 5 million annually illegally entering. And uh, these are the ones that we know of. Because we all understand that these are the people that we're catching. We're not catching all of them. And when you overwhelm Border Patrol, you're able to slip other people through in other places, right? And... I've gone over this before. Michael Yawn, who's a war correspondent, and he's been down in um, Central America at, uh, I think it's called the Darien Gap or the Darien Pass. Uh, It's this uh, it's this choke point along the along the the immigration route uh, that the smugglers use. And so you go there and you can see it's sort of like a base camp operation. And all of these different groups are coming from all over the world. And they're they're making their way through Central and South America, and they're coming up 
uh, into, uh, uh, to the border, and he has identified people that are, in his estimation, and he's a war correspondent, uh, and he talked to people uh, at a hotel uh, that uh, these individual young military-age males had uh, stayed at, and they said, oh, yeah, they slaughtered a chicken and drank its blood. And that is apparently, uh, first off, a good way to get salmonella poisoning, I think. But also, I think that's, uh, I think he identified, he linked that to one of the uh, customs or uh, rituals that uh, the communist Chinese use, their military guys use. So why would we think there aren't bad people coming across the border? Of course there are. I got a message here from James. Uh... Why is pressure not put on Hamas like what is put on Israel? Will Hamas be investigated for war crimes? No. No, in fact, and Hamas is guilty of war crimes already, and nobody holds them accountable for it. They target civilians. They don't dress in uniforms, right? So they, 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 um, they build their, uh, their centers for uh, command control, but also to launch, you know, rockets from. They build these things in uh, schools and hospitals. That you can't do that. They, they're in violation of Geneva Convention code all over the place. But nobody cares. No one cares. It's oppressor oppressed framing. It's all that matters. Um, James says, seems they are ignored and given a pass while Israel is pressured everywhere. Uh, another, where is the equal fairness? Well, you're not. Yeah, you're. You're not going to get that because. Uh, look, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt, but honestly, at some point, you just have to kind of recognize that they're Jewish, and so a lot of people don't like them. That's all it takes, right? When they're when they're. Uh, coming in to a country, I mean, because like, what's the uh, uh, the argument is that they they weren't even allowed to immigrate to the the British territory, right? That they weren't allowed to go there, even though like the Palestinians didn't own it, they didn't control the land. I've said this from the very beginning: land is conquered and held by those strong enough to do so. It's what it has always been. And so if you want to say, well, that shouldn't be the way, might shouldn't make right, we should have international rules and there should be, you know, some uh, political debate and and, uh, allocation of resources and land and whatever, we could do it uh, by talking it through. We could, absolutely. And you know who did attempt that for like 70-something years? It has been Israel and the United Nations. And uh, there is one party that constantly says no. So if you are unwilling to talk it through and only willing to fight about it, then um, you can't cry when the fight comes home. That's it. They, I mean, th- this is their choice. So back to this David Strom piece at hotair.com. He says, money, left-wing nonprofits are the ones that are providing all of the, uh, the, the support to get the mass migration of people uh, to the border and across the border, and then once across the border, uh, dispersed throughout the country. Money is being funneled indirectly by the U.S. government and nonprofits into the coffers of drug cartels, and human trafficking is big business for them. Unaccompanied children are being flown around the country, being used as child labor, and the government has lost track of them.
As of April of this year, more than 85,000 children have been lost track of by the feds. 85,000. Even Democrat governors and mayors are starting to speak up now that they have to actually pay the price of dealing with the unchecked flow of migrants. They did not care when only the red states had to deal with the problem, but now that it has arrived on their doorsteps, oh, now they are waking up to the unmitigated disaster that the Biden immigration policy has been. Strom says, I have yet to see an argument from a serious person that even a country as large as the U.S. can absorb 5 million illegal immigrants every year. It simply can't be done. We have a housing crunch as it is. The cost of home ownership in the United States has been skyrocketing due to high prices and even higher interest rates. The monthly cost of buying a house with a mortgage has more than doubled under Joe Biden. Three years. The monthly costs... The monthly cost of buying a house with a mortgage doubled. Now add 5 million people annually, all competing for limited housing stock. There was an an interesting stat that he had in this piece. Um, the The U.S. has hit a similar percentage of immigrant population as in 1890. Right, so if you look at the the total U.S. population, 350 million or so, and you break down the uh, the proportion of immigrants to native-born Americans, we are at the same proportionate ratio as 1890. Why is that important? That was the height of the biggest wave of immigration in U.S. history. 1890 right all of the like the Irish coming over right all the Europeans coming over like 1890 the largest wave of immigration flowing through Ellis Island right San Francisco but mainly Ellis Island 1890 the height of the biggest wave of immigration and we are at it right now and you wouldn't even know it you wouldn't even know it considering there are so many things that the media has ignored on this topic. I mean, what are they all focused on right now? Right? Donald Trump. Donald Trump this, Donald Trump that. Every now and again, you get some sort of immigration-related story that breaks through, which is why I supported the flights and the buses that the red state governors were sending into these sanctuary cities. Because you've got to force the conversation. You have to force the normies to wake up and say, wait, what, what was that story about? To, to, to hear about it, to take an interest in it. And that doesn't happen unless it is forced upon them. You have to force these legacy media companies to cover stories. Governor Greg Abbott in Texas, uh, he's been sending busloads of, uh, of these asylum seekers and migrants to Chicago, among other places. And so Chicago is getting pretty ticked off at Texas for uh, for these buses. And so the city uh, impounded buses from Texas. They took they, they, they seized them. So Abbott flew the people in. <laughs> He's now flying them in. 
Texas flew more than 120 migrants from El Paso on an afternoon flight, according to his spokesman, Andrew Mahaleris, uh, who posted a video of the flight on social media. Mahaleris said all passengers signed voluntary waivers to board the flight. He would not say who owned the plane or how much the state paid for the travel. Recorded uh, records, or rather, linked the plane's tail number, though, to the Texas Division of Emergency Management. Over the last year, Abbott's administration has been busing migrants arriving in Texas to liberal cities across the country. The Republican governor has cast the initiative as a way to relieve stress on the Texas border communities, but it is drawn blowback from officials on the receiving end, and as well immigrant rights groups who accuse Abbott of using people as political props. This is according to the Houston Chronicle article. The city of Chicago has started fining the state's buses (laughs) thousands of dollars for dropping migrants off outside of designated areas. Oh, wait. Oh, so wait. Hang on a second, Chicago. Sanctuary city as you are. Are you saying that you would prefer the migrants come in at a certain point? Come in like in an orderly fashion so you're better able to accommodate and assimilate them and you don't create a humanitarian crisis so you're trying to make sure they're all kind of funneling in at one point? Is Is that the idea? Man, maybe we could adopt a similar kind of approach like at the southern border altogether. What do you say? Uh, The uh, spokesman for the governor said that they will be expanding the operation to include flights to Chicago like the Biden administration has been doing across the country. I find this, uh, I find it interesting that we see reports and videos of uh, coming out of airports now over the last couple of weeks of large groups of uh, unauthorized immigrants that have, uh, they get their prepaid uh, credit cards or debit cards or whatever they get. Some of them have ankle monitors, um, and then they get tickets, and they get flown all over the place. And the government isn't telling people, isn't disclosing where these flights are going, where they're moving people. It's all being done with these nonprofit groups, sort of in the dark. And it just, I just don't think that that's, it, it, it does not convey to me Right, that doesn't scream, "Hey, this is legit." <laughs> you know, when you're when you're flying people around at three in the morning and being all sneaky about it, it it just it makes me question whether there's a reason you're being sneaky about it in the first place. Israel immigration. Well, how about crime? Maybe this is why people are uh, displeased with uh, Joe Biden. Democrats, and we saw we talked about it yesterday with the uh, Colorado Supreme Court uh, ruling. Uh, I've got an update on that today uh, as well. We'll get we'll we'll get to. But um, I'm not sure if the Democratic Party. Oh my gosh, I just said Democratic Party. Wow, that was totally not my intent. Okay, if the Democrat Party though was uh, was truly trying to uh, convey to us that they do not support rule of law and an ordered society, I'm not sure they'd be doing anything differently, right? If if they were trying to, sh- to show everybody that they want the lawlessness and the chaos and they want Calvin Ball in the courts, I'm not sure they would do anything differently than what they have been doing. Case in point, Austin, Texas. 
a progressive congressman associated with the squad who proudly voted to defund the Austin Police Department as a city council member and blasted the department just last week for alleged racist practices, he is now under fire. You know what for? Because he's requested a police patrol at his home from the Austin PD. Think about that. The guy who, who when, when he was a city councilman, defunded the police department, celebrated it, called for more defunding, because they didn't totally defund, they didn't wipe out all the funding, but it did lead to the you know, like a mass uh, uh, resignation and retirement among the police office uh, uh, officer personnel. Um, the uh, this guy, um, what's his? Uh, who's the congressman here? Greg Kassar. Greg Kassar. He was. Um, let's see here. Anti-police king of the defund movement in Austin. That's how um, the Austin Police Retired Officers Association uh, labeled him on Twitter. (laughs) They called him the anti-police king of the defund movement. Greg Kassar celebrated the defund uh, the police movement, right? Championed it, ran on it, parlayed it into a run for Congress. And just last week called them all racist. Think about it. Why would you want them protecting your home? Why would you ask for a patrol to be conducted by racists. If you're black and, or, or Hispanic, why would you want that? They're the last people you would want riding around your house. My good, I mean, my goodness, you're gonna, like what happens if you come home from Congress one day late and you're going up to the door and they shoot and kill you because they're racists, right? Why would you ask for them to be parked out front of your house thereby raising the possibility exponentially more so that you're going to have an interaction with them. The Austin Police Retired Officers Association said, look, we want everyone in Austin to feel safe, but this seems to us as the height of hypocrisy from the congressman. Okay, well, I can explain that. There's a reason why it seems like the height of hypocrisy. It's because it is. That's why it seems like that, right? Um, Maybe he should hire private security like his fellow squad members do. Sure seems like he wants the police in his neighborhood, just not yours. Precisely. Kassar made a request through the United States Capitol Police in Washington, D.C., which forwarded the request to the Austin Police Department. He was, perhaps, Kassar was, the most vocal driver of defunding the Austin Police Department back in 2020. While he was a member of the city council, it led to a police shortage and a wave of officer retirements that critics say the city still has not recovered from. This is the same story. Over and over and over again in all of these different cities, I, I really I do not know why anybody would want to be a police officer in a in a Democrat-run city. I really don't. Maybe the tide turns, the pendulum swings the other direction at some point. But God bless you, for real. Um, who is this from? This is from a, a personal injury attorney named Adam Lowy, who said so. Uh, Greg Kassar believes APD is a racist institution that requires DOJ oversight, but then he requests more APD patrols around his house. Interesting juxtaposition. It, it, it's it's not interesting. It's yeah, it's it's hypocritical.
it lays bare the lie. He didn't believe it. He just said that stuff because he thinks you believe it. And so he champions what he thinks you want to hear. A week ago, he was calling the Austin Police Department a racist department that targeted black and brown people. And this week, he's asking the exact same department to do enhanced patrols around his house. Right. Speaking of crime, maybe uh, maybe Democrats aren't noticing this either. But uh, did you hear about uh, in Charlotte, all of the broken car windows? And, yeah, yeah. So uh, it goes back like, uh, what, a week? It started on December 13th. South Charlotte area, South Park Mall, Sharon Road, and then it spread all over South Charlotte. Um, I think at the end, it was like 180 car break-ins. And Tuesday, a woman dragged her teenage son down to the police department so he could turn himself in. Good for her. 180 car break-ins, let's say broken windows, 500 bucks a pop, that's $90,000 in damage this, this kid did, along with another... A 19-year-old who's still on the loose and a third unidentified suspect.